table, the captain said, That was good thinking, Sub, to lower the scrambling nets. Thank you, sir. Turning his attention again to the doctor, the captain introduced himself. I'm Lieutenant Commander Thomas Fitzgerald. You've met Seaman Mayhew, and this is Sub-Lieutenant John Harvey, he said, nodding to the blonde man. Over there is Petty Officer Phillips, our coxswain. Ace tried to keep a track of all the names and ranks, but gave up instead focusing on remembering Mayhew's name. You were damn lucky to reach the nets with us travelling at this speed, especially in these conditions. The doctor simply nodded by way of reply. We haven't spotted any of your fellow crew members yet, unfortunately. I'm sorry, but which ship are we on exactly? Asked the doctor. We became disorientated when we boarded. Of course, Fitzgerald replied. This is HMS Thunder. We were tracking Intrepid Ranger when we lost contact. Your signalman indicated that you'd struck ice before we lost sight of you. The ice in these waters is particularly treacherous, the doctor replied. How far apart has the storm spread the convoy? Difficult to say with zero visibility and the signalman being unable to reach any other vessels. Perhaps I can help you. The doctor moved over to the chart table and began emptying out his pockets. Now, I think I have here somewhere... A half-eaten toffee apple, some marbles, which promptly scattered over the floor as thunder rolled once more, and a paperweight were just a few of the items the doctor found before he came across what he was looking for. Eureka! I knew it was in there somewhere, Ace! She smiled back at him. What is it, Professor? The doctor held up a small bronze-coloured sphere. Patience, Ace, patience. All eyes, except for the coxswain who stared unwaveringly ahead, were on the doctor. Oh... If I just activate it, like so... The doctor's fingertips moved over the object's surface in an intricate pattern, causing a thin green light to glow at its circumference. Without warning, the light shot out from the globe in all directions, passing through the bulkhead before disappearing into the distance. Now, if we just position this above your chart and give it a second or two... The device hovered in mid-air. And a few seconds later, multiple green lights shot down from its lower half, pinpointing the location of the ships in the convoy on the chart. Incredible, murmured Fitzgerald. I knew you boffins down at Bletchley Park were working on some high-tech equipment, but nothing quite like that. I'm surprised that the Admiralty is allowing you to take it to Murmansk. The doctor tapped the side of his nose. Need to know, Captain, said the doctor, smiling warmly. Indeed. Sub-Lieutenant Harvey was studying the green dots on the map intently. Captain, if these green dots are accurate... Of course they are, said the doctor, somewhat indignantly. Then the convoy is spread out over roughly 150 miles. Fitzgerald and the doctor followed the sub's gaze. We're quite a few miles behind the stragglers. Fitzgerald reached for the voice pipe on the bulkhead. Chief, can we get anything more out of the engines? A hollow voice echoed up the pipe. I wouldn't recommend it, sir. She's struggling as it is. Thank you, Chief, said Fitzgerald, as he replaced the voice pipe in its cradle. Almost the instant it was replaced, a two-tone noise emanated from the communication device, and Fitzgerald snatched it up again. Bridge! Fitzgerald listened intently, before acknowledging the message and putting the voice pipe back in position. The Cali has spotted a German plane. Sub, do we know which ship on the chart is the Cali? Harvey leant forward, indicating one of the green dots on the map. This one, sir. Captain, the convoy has basically been split into two groups, said the doctor, stepping over to the chart and indicating with his hands the approximate groupings. I suggest you formalise that and proceed in two separate convoys. 
The Cali is in the group closest to this ship, so the vessels in this second larger grouping ahead can proceed at full speed without needing to wait for those behind them. It would reduce their exposure to the Germans, sir, added Harvey, as the doctor pocketed his gadget. Fitzgerald nodded. And hopefully allow us to protect the remaining ships. Good thinking, Doctor. Sub, have leading signalman Hughes notify HMS Raven of the relative position of the ships. Take the chart down with you. They are to take command of the first group, while we will lead the second. Aye, sir. Oh, and Sub, as soon as you're finished with Hughes, resume your position on the forecastle. I still haven't given up hope of spotting more survivors from the intrepid ranger. As Harvey left the bridge, Ace leaned over to Mayhew and whispered into his ear, What's the forecastle? It's the area just forward of the bridge, miss, he replied quietly. It's where the officers look out to sea, and where our gun is. When you finish jibber-jabbering, Mayhew, Fitzgerald interjected as Mayhew visibly stiffened, take the doctor's companion.